Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor, who also is an amazing director, and he also portrayed the character of Milt Elliott on the 1994 TV movie, One More Mountain, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. I know we've yes, already introduced you like we've... that, but I love that credit so much, I had to introduce you again. With that Wait, Milt, same... What is the name? Milt? Milt Elliott was your character's Milt name. Elliot. It's two first names. <laughs> yes. When they I was in, named to me a two first name character when I was in high school. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard this. Have you ever heard the caveat? Don't ever trust anyone with two first names. No, but I. Well, there, my character was very trustworthy. He wanted. Was, he wanted. Uh, what's her name to just you take did, a yeah, bite of him? Please eat me. Yes. Yeah. So yes. you are the anomaly. You are the. Yes. Your character was the one trustworthy two first name people. Yes. So. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and I apologize for all those two first name people out there. This is just something I heard in junior high. So I, you know, silly, silly junior high stuff. That's silly, all. silly. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. Isn't it funny how people get like, they hear something once like a phrase, you yeah. know, whatever. Don't eat green mm -hmm. M&Ms or something. You know, green M&Ms are going to make you feel, you know, like it's sexy time. I remember hearing that. Right. Kid, they make you like, they make you oh my God, horny, green right? Yes. That's what they said. Yes. Yes. And then you never forget it, even though it's absolutely bananas. Untrue. It no it's and not I mean, how true can, how at can, all. Right. How can green food coloring yeah. make you feel like you're in the mood But you think you love. hear this when you're a kid or you're younger yeah. and it sticks with you. Two first names are it, bad luck or whatever. It you know. sure does, right? What? Makes uh, no sense. To step on a crack, break your mother's back. Like things like yes. that. It's just like, huh? I don't know. Yes. I, okay. I just want to ask you, there's a, yes. there's a craze going on, a sensation on TikTok. Yes. It's this little kid who's probably like four and he's called the corn kid. Have you heard this? Have you no. seen this? Yet? No. Oh my God. This no. kid's like, I like corn. And he's like, it has juice. Before, when I didn't know corn was real, I mean, it's just this kid is talking about corn. All about corn. And I love corn, by the way. I'm a big fan of corn. Well, so. okay. So you and the corn. Not kid everybody is. No. Yeah. But he has a he has a cameo now as the corn kid. Like he's doing cameos as well. He's that's how popular <laughs> how he old is. is he? He's how old, how old do you he? think he is, Megan? He's four. Yeah, I'm right. He's four years old. Oh. You know, he he can't pronounce his R's very well because he says corn like that. Corn. Like, you know, how little kids yeah. can't enunciate that well. Yeah. And he is a celebrity now. And I wow. just wondered if you had heard about him. I have not heard of the corn kid. Okay. And he says he says stuff like, have you ever seen anything more beautiful than corn? I mean, he's so into <laughs> corn. And at the end, he he says, have a corntastic day. He says to the reporter that's interviewing him. It's just it's the best. Amazing. All right. Yes, I'm going to yes. look up the corn kid. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. He's seven. Should, He's seven. I just we should have gotten like, what? you know, back when we made Star Trek Voyager, yes. there was no TikTok or Instagram no. or anything. But it would, you know, I think we should, like the new Star Trek should try to get some of these internet celebrities on as like little guest star roles. Because they're, why not? Yeah. Meet it's happening. Corn, it's how you do. One kid on a kid. Yeah. And he can be on a planet somewhere. He can yeah. be. But they, I mean, that trend is already happening a little bit. There are, I think you have, uh, there are already examples of yeah. TikTok or YouTube celebrities who have kind of gone into the, yeah. you know, the world of film and TV where they've been yeah. cast in roles um, uh, in high high profile projects also. So yeah. it's, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. So the yeah. corn kid can have a future. Uh, good in i will sleep better tonight knowing the corn kid <laughs> you is you might, not gonna starve <laughs> you might need him on resident alien you know exactly. you exactly know. <laughs> exactly so, there you go okay. uh well we're back after a long time uh yeah we, we, we both even though taken... the fans hear this every week sometimes yes. we have to record ahead of time yes because we get busy or yes. so We've had a, a long break, You've both, Whoa, we've both been long. pretty busy. Mm -hmm. But last, we did bank, know. yes, we we, we pre-recorded and banked episodes knowing that we were both going to be busy. Yeah. You, I just ended back-to-back -back conventions, uh, the Las Vegas one and also Dragon Con, which was very tiring. Mm -hmm. And you 
are embroiled in the midst of directing a very, very difficult action-filled episode, which is tiring yes. you to no end. You are exhausted. Yes, I know you are. So Yeah, I'm a little tired these days, but, you know, yeah. that's showbiz. That's showbiz. It is. So it must go on. That's it, what they say. It must go on. Okay, so this week's episode is yes. Dragon's Teeth. Dragon's Teeth. I like that. Dragon's name. Teeth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go watch this episode and let's we'll do. be right back. And for those of you Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. All right, everyone. Robbie and I are back from watching Dragon's Teeth. Yes, we are. Let's start off with our poetry. Let's get our poetry synopsis. Let's do. Okay. Yes. Here's my, uh, here's my haiku for Dragon's Teeth. Okay. Last Vaudoir revived. They're not who we thought they were. Janeway outsmarts Gaul. Mm-hmm. Nice. You okay. got you you I think you summarized it very well. Thank you. In Thank your you. syllabic version. Okay. Thank you. Here's the limerick for Dragon's Teeth. Oof. Goes a little something like this. Voyager finds a subspace superhighway. But the Vaudoir may be their doomsday. Neelix reads some old books. Seems the Vaudoir are crooks. It's Talaxian folklore that saved the day. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I kind of focused in on Neelix's story. Uh, it's good. Was, I think it was yeah. important. Neelix was If it important. wasn't for him looking at the... Be we, suspicious of these guys. We would have been toast. there. Their yeah. history, she got he got Janeway thinking, and, did. and it saved the day. So he did. Yeah. He gets a limerick. All right. Um, yeah. How about guest stars? Okay. So first of all, we've got teleplay by Michael Taylor, Brandon Braga, and Joe Minoski. Mm-hmm. Story was by Michael Taylor. So I guess Michael sort of pitched it out or had the general idea, and then they all wrote it. Yeah. Um, and our good friend Rick Colby directed. Oh. I was surprised to see his name because we've talked yeah. about it a lot. I kept thinking he was done by like season five with us. And no, uh, he really he wasn't. He kept yeah. coming in and sprinkling in an episode or two. So there yeah. You go. So Rick, Rick directed this one and mm-hmm. guest star wise, we had a bunch of them uh, starting with Jeff Allen, who mm-hmm. plays Gedron um, thought he did a great job. I thought all the guest stars were great in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Allen played Gedron. Jeff's first job as an actor that I could find was the daytime serialized soap opera drama, The Doctors. Uh, This was around 1980. I didn't, I couldn't find exactly his date, but it was, I put down 1980 because that, that soap opera ran from like 1965 till the early mid eighties. It was a long, long running soap. Yeah. He came late in it, but uh, The Doctors. Okay. And then we have Rob Nepper, who played Gaul, the evil bad guy, mm. military bad guy. The general or whatever. Yeah. Like Rob Nepper's uh, best friends with a good friend of mine, Steve Caffrey. Who, oh. Uh, yeah, I've known Rob Nepper for a long, long time. Not super well, but Rob's a great actor. Okay. Done a ton of work. The first thing I could find that he did was the TV show The Paper Chase. Oh. And that was in 1986. Hey, is Rob Uh-oh. Rob Nepper the same actor that was in Prison Break? Was that, yeah, is that right? Exactly. Oh, I exactly. know. I've met him before. He's yeah. actually a really nice guy. Actually. Very nice guy. Yeah, yeah, good actor. Huh. Um, yeah, that's Rob Nepper. Okay. And then we had Scarlett Palmer's came back as Naomi Wildman. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see her name on our show again. I always love love uh when when Naomi's on the show. Yeah. Um, we had a few more guest stars, Ron. Fassler, who played Morin, Mm -hmm. Um, and his first job was a movie called Senior Trip in 1981, (laughs) the classic Senior Trip, 1981. Uh, We also had Mimi Craven, who played the wife, I guess, Uh, and Uh, Jisa. Jisa is the character. Mm -hmm. Her first job was a movie called uh, Swamp Thing. Oh, wow. Probably a remake of the old B-movie. Yeah. 1982, she was a secretary or something in Swamp Thing, the movie. Um, And the last guest star we have is Bob Stillman, played Teray. 
And he was in Allegra's Window, a kid's show in 1994 was his first job. Oh, my goodness. Allegra's Window hmm. must have been some Disney Channel or PBS show or something like that. Okay. So um, there we go. There's our guest nice. stars. I like it. So he's the the last one was the Teray Commander, right? Yes, so I think so. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of guest stars. Typically, we yes. don't have that many. So Yeah, it was a lot. Was All a right. Lot. Okay. All right. So the first thing we see... Yeah, is this planet exterior shot, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, a planet that is getting attacked yeah. by some kind of weapons or torpedoes are flying in from the sky. It's yeah. just getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. I did feel like as I saw that first planet exterior, it was a little old school looking. Like Why? it reminded me of, you know, Dan Curry did an amazing job. Our whole team, but a lot of the stuff we were doing on our show was still rooted in very old school you know vis effects it was hand painted okay. backgrounds and things like that mm-hmm. and i thought this one was it just reminded me like i think about now on your phone you can use instagram filters and have more sophistication than we had <laughs> on our show in some ways you know yeah. computers and all of that have it's just been a game changer the kind the detail and the the resolutions and the way that you can build digital mm. exterior planets in ways that you just couldn't back when yeah. we were making the show. And yeah. so ours was, it just reminded me that we were like one of the last, we were in that last era of the old school techniques before mm. everything just started changing. So that, that uh, yeah, that was the, the planet shot that we saw. Yeah. And not only is it more, much more advanced now, but it's much cheaper to do mm-hmm. all the, the all the backdrops and whatever that you see in current projects. So uh, yeah, cheaper and easier to do. So yeah. Okay. Well, the, the Instagram thing is just to me, like that's everybody can relate to how quick you can make yeah. a photo look like whatever you want it to look like. You just mm-hmm. hit a button, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that way back then. So yeah. Anyway, we okay. go to the cave, we go to the cave sets, they've yeah. redressed them. Yeah. Um, but but that being said, let me just show, just on the cityscape. Um, it's oh, yeah. very advanced, just just to, to say, you know, it's not uh, some Neolithic or caveman, you know, society. No, it's a, it's a very, very high tech city, city, high tech. It's advanced species um, just to, you know, yeah. make that notation. Yeah, that's um, what that's what the people we're looking at. And mm-hmm. then we go underground. Yes. And we're in some tunnels and there's technology and it yeah. looks like a, you know, a bomb shelter of some kind and yeah, they're being caverns. bombed mm-hmm. and it's a redress of our, our cave sets. It's That's the right. cave sets that we always use, of course. put in some technology and there they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see uh, some aliens running for their lives. Mm-hmm. I did feel like the female, the wife mm-hmm. in this scene as Jeez. they're running for cover mm-hmm. She looked like a 1960s flight attendant, like <laughs> with the hairdo. I don't know. This alien makeup, well, the skirt right around the knees. It was just, it was very like TWA, Pan Am Airlines. <laughs> it was out of flight attendant vibe. Yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah, it focuses on Gisa. She's running through calling out Gedrin, Gedrin. She does uh, avoid all the debris that's falling and she does find him. And he tells her that. 37 biopods are damaged and he says look you know these are the last two biopods ours we're going to go ahead and get into we're going to go into stasis and Mm. we hear a number five years that's how long he tells her it's going to be like you go to sleep and you're going to wake up it'll be five years later everything will be fine and that is the end of that scene yes and the biopods by the way yeah look Oddly similar to the Starfleet bio beds that we use on our show. I was like, oh, they just put some other Another redress. The, it's yes. the same bio cryo stasis chambers that we've seen on our ship. Sure. The control um, interface is new, but the actual biopod yes. itself is reused. For yeah. sure. uh, we're on the bridge now. And yeah. Kim says that we've entered some kind of subspace corridor. Paris says, that we were cruising at warp six when this thing pulled at our warp field like a magnet. So we got sucked into this corridor. Yeah. And we saw just before we go to the bridge, we see Voyager flying through these tunnels yeah. that have all kinds of debris, debris in them. So we jump. We know we're in, we we're in something, yes. you know, uh, unstable and strange. It's not normal. Space. Right. It's not normal. Seven says that some of the debris is over 800 years old. 
Janeway asked Paris to get us out of there. And Paris is like, what's well, it's a maze. It's just tunnels and tunnels and tunnels. And, um, but we do come across another vessel in the corridor. And yes. it's, the, by the way, she says, uh, you know, find, find a way out of here. And, and there's tunnels and tunnels. And she, and Tom says, I don't know. There's so many tunnels. And she says, be a good rat and find us the cheese. <laughs> wow. I, Janeway. Yeah. I, I referenced that in my, my video reactions. Of yes. How kind of rude that was. I, in yes. the way she said that to Tom, I was like, what the, where's that coming from? So yeah, yeah. it was an odd line for her to use with Tom. It Tom, is. But, yeah. It is. It was almost belligerent in a way. And it was yeah. like, what? Uh, I don't think Tom's in trouble. He's not in the brig. So I don't know why yeah. you're talking about like that. So yeah, it's a little weird, but we do uh, get a hail from yeah. another vessel. They're making mm-hmm. contact. It belongs to a race we learned called the Teray. Right. And, um, he says that this underspace belongs to us. And I've never <laughs> yeah. heard that expression, this underspace. underspace, which made me think of underwear. Uh, but, you yes. know, it's just a very weird term that they yes. use for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's their place. And Janeway says, hey, um, we're here by accident. Can you help us get out? And the way that the, the actor who plays the Ture commander, it sounded like he was like, oh, yeah, I'll help you get it made it. It almost seemed like he was going to attack us, really, uh, when I was watching this. Yes, it but, did. Yeah. He uses a resonance pulse to push Voyager out. Uh, the Ture vessel also follows us out. And then they hail us. We have a further conversation. Janeway says, thank you so much. And the Ture commander basically says, okay, we're going to board you now. And Chakotay is like, what? Why? Yeah. Uh, well, you can't have any of that information from your sensors of inside well, our well, underspace. This, the information, the reason it's important to us is yeah. we just flew 200 light years yes. in five minutes. Which is huge. It's huge. So for Voyager, what just happened, Mm -hmm. we want to know why and how, and maybe we can use that. This guy's like, nope, you got to, you got to dump all this data. We don't want you to have it. And Jamie's like, no, no, you're not going to board us. No, no, you're not going to board us. Mm -mm. Um, And so he says, okay. And starts firing on us. (laughs) Yeah. He starts firing and then more ships appear. Yeah. And I love how Chakotay, we're starting to get hit, and Chakotay turns to Seven and says, we could really use some clever suggestions right about now. Oh, so I thought why? that was to the whole ship. Was it just to oh, Seven? I, that he- I thought, well, Seven's got the next line. He turns back to her. I was like, yeah. oh, do we just, whenever we're in trouble, we turn to Seven for a suggestion? I don't know. It seemed like <laughs> there was some odd stuff in this episode. Yeah, I, gotta there, say. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay, let's say he does turn to seven. That is a little yeah. odd. Why not right. ask Harry? Why not ask Tom, who's right next to you? Why are <laughs> yeah. you, why why are you, you turning, turning to seven? To seven, who's in the back of the bridge. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, seven of nine identifies an uninhabited planet right. with uh, an atmosphere that is filled with radiogenic particles, and maybe we can hide there. Yeah. So Janeway says, set a course, and off we go. We're going to go try well, to hide. To be more specific, guys. I think Janeway yes. says... We can use the radiation to our benefit. We can yes. put all of our energy under our deflectors to, to protect our, our ship and our crew members. But the terrain may not be able to withstand it if we go through the, the most dense part of the radi- radiogenic yeah. particles. So yeah. that, that's the plan. Not to hide is really to sort, sort of make them say... We've got to break off the, the chase. We can't yeah. follow these guys any further down because we're going to die. We're going to get radiation exactly. poisoning. Yeah. And it works. They do They do kind of break off. And then Janeway says, well, we just need to set down the ship to make some repairs. And it's at that, that point when we clear the, uh, you know, the cloud cover, we see the remains of the city, the city, the same we're, city that was bombarded yes. in the beginning. Right. Yeah. We see that mm-hmm. city. The surface of the planet is yeah. like a complete nuclear disaster is completely wrecked. Um, And Harry, yeah. Harry says that this, this uh, nuclear winter has lasted 892 years based on this radioactive decay. Long time. But Kim also detects faint life signs coming from a chamber several hundred meters beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. And everyone's shocked. They're like, what? So the faint life signs, they've, they're survivors after nine centuries, practically. It's, that's difficult to believe. So Janeway orders Tuvok and Seven to join her as the mm-hmm. uh, two other members of the away team become, to uh, go down to the, the chamber several hundred mm-hmm. meters beneath the surface to investigate. 
we do see our heroes in this vaudoir um chamber cave yeah the bomb shelter or whatever they're down there they discover some stasis pods Mm -hmm. and they're down below and janeway janeway by the way she goes over to one of the stasis chambers and wipes the dirt off and my first thought was why doesn't she have gloves on like if this (laughs) is a nuclear nuclear you know holocaust here (laughs) like why are you touching anything (laughs) yeah no what if it's toxic what if it's like mouse poop or something you're like touching i don't know who knows what it is (laughs) yes but they're all touching with no touching everything i i I didn't i didn't find i wasn't bothered so much by that i was more bothered that seven just took it upon herself without asking authorization from janeway to start punching punching buttons on this alien interface console to open up the first biostasis yes. pod very unlike blue. seven very <laughs> unlike seven to do something so foolish but she opens <laughs> she opens it up it's and it's gedrin right it's Gedrin's it's gedrin yeah. exactly yeah. and she he wakes up and yeah how does she know which buttons to push by the way like um, we just got here Remember, she has she has the knowledge of what five thousand cultures Borg? that have been assimilated. Okay. Yeah, so that's why she knows the buttons. That's why. All saying. right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. But uh, the man wakes up, yeah. and we tell him that he's been in stasis for nine hundred years. So not yes. five years. No, nine hundred years. Close he asks about his wife. Yeah, and she. We realize that she didn't survive. Uh, yeah, you know, he didn't react the way I thought he would have reacted. Personally. Well, the whole the, that whole moment, the makeup, by the way, for the mummy looking dead wife was really cool. I got to say it, it was good. Definitely. Um, but, but the if way that, that was your wife, wouldn't you react a little differently when you saw well, her dead? The whole thing was weird to me that moment because it's sort of the shot sort of panned down to the mummy makeup. Yes. And then you heard him off camera. Yes. He a, says, you know, oh, she was she like, was my wife. Yeah, it's it's almost like they ADR that line. Like that was not oh, part of the script. Yeah, and the shot goes down to the mummy, and it, he just says off camera, "Yeah, that was my wife. She yeah. was my wife." Yeah. I don't know says, why there wasn't a no, close up. Jisa, yeah. she was my wife. I just thought maybe there would be more reaction. And you're right, there's no close up on Gedrin's face for that. We don't see right? his reaction. We yeah. don't see Janeway's reaction to this. No. It was no. just a weird act out, and I no. thought it was. Um, we yeah, only see strange. the reaction of a desiccated corpse. That's the only reaction we see. Exactly. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Next, we go to sick bay. Yep. Where Gedrin wakes up, mm-hmm. and the first thing I noticed was this happens sometimes in Star Trek, but his head makeup, by the way. So these people look like cobra, snake, lizard, dragon people. Like they have sort of a almost Cardassian-like flanges, you know, on the side yes, of their these necks. Big yeah. wide flanges. Mm-hmm. A huge makeup, yeah. big hairdos. They big clearly hair. spend a lot of time at the beauty parlor. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he lifts his hands up. Yes. And they're human hands. They weren't done at all? Nothing. I oh, didn't no. see anything. And I was, it, so he wakes up and I was like, oh, yeah. the hand makeup. Why yeah. didn't we do something like between the fingers or Definitely. I don't know, anything or that was at least different. a darker shade of makeup on the hands right so didn't oh. seem like there was anything so okay. for such a dramatic yes. upper body makeup yes. there was nothing on the hands that that sort of bugged me but anyway yeah. he wakes up in yep. sick bay he is scanned by the doctor who starts his program as mm. as as Gedrin wakes up right and Gedrin asks him he says it appears like you you just came into the room appeared out of thin air or right. something and he even like reaches out and touches him yeah, it's just kind of a either. funny weird moment <laughs> yeah that we don't normally see other uh-huh. aliens playing that sort of beam in reaction correct. but it was fun to see that correct uh, janeway and seven come in at mm-hmm. this point doesn't he say something like i don't recognize your species or he doesn't recognize humans he doesn't recognize janeway yeah, yeah and janeway I, says human our planet's far halfway across the galaxy and then he does recognize Seven. He's like, you're Borg. And Seven's like, well, how do you know that? And Gedrin's like, wait, you don't even recognize my people, the, the Vaudoir? And Seven's like, well, um, you know, the collective's memory from nine centuries ago is a little spotty. We're not that good with that. Uh, yeah. And Gedrin says that he's had many, many encounters with the Borg. And that's impressive to the doctor. And he's like, and you live to tell about them? Well, impressive. And Gedrin is is again trying to get information. How did you find us? Mm-hmm. And Janeway said, "Well, we needed some place to 
to repair our ship basically. And we found your, your, uh, um, uh, we found where you guys are at. We detected where you're at. We also, we were in your subspace corridors. Um, I know they said we were trying to hide from the terrain after they found us in one of their subspace corridors. That's what she says. Yeah. So, so that's when Gedrin goes their corridors. So now we know. Yes. It was yes. you. It was the Vaudoir who really. Yes. Owned so the Vaudoir used to have these under space corridors. Yeah. And now they're, now they're controlled, I guess, by the Varay. Is it Varay? The Turay. Turay. Yeah. So many names. Yes. The Turay now own them. Mm-hmm. And that's who we had encountered. So now we're starting to put this together mm-hmm. um, that they were rivals. And, and Gethrin does say that there's thousands more uh, stasis pods yeah. that are still underground, mm-hmm. as well as some preserved vehicles and fighters. Um, so, so he fills them in that, you know, he's not the only one. Yeah. And there's a few more of them. And so we start to get a better picture of. Well, it's a battalion. Aliens. It's a battalion of vaudoir that were in the stasis tubes. Right. Yeah. And then we go to the mess hall next. Mm-hmm. And there's Janeway and Gedrin kind of strolling by the windows. And yeah. they're looking at the planet's surface. He says, you know, this is where we made our final stand. And I made a note that whenever we do this, when actors are standing by the mess hall windows or the mm-hmm. exterior windows of the ship, yeah. and you cut around to the outside, they look really good from the inside. There's no glass there on our Correct. set. Correct. But when you come to the outside of the ship and you're yeah. looking back, it always looks, if they stand too close, it looks like their heads are out in space. <laughs> like it just does. So I just found it weird when they were strolling on the inside, it looked great. But then they cut around and I felt like, aren't their heads like hitting the glass right yeah. now? They're too close. They need yeah. to back up. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, um, he, he explains to, Janeway that they had planned to go to some other world yeah. uh, to start over. They were, right. um, you know, that that was what this preparation with the pods and mm-hmm. all of that was for. And he does start to complain how his wife didn't show more courage. Yeah. Janeway's, Janeway thinks, you know, well, that's kind of heartless. That's kind yeah. of rude. And he compares it to look, you know, uh, when it's raining, do you complain? Yeah. You know, you just, uh, you deal with, with the weather and and he complains you know he thinks his wife complained Mm -hmm. and couldn't accept the reality of what was happening and yeah um and janeway says well if it's raining i'd bring an umbrella which i liked her you taking the metaphor and like turning it back and he liked it too he liked it yes now just just to bring this point up what i you know the power core the the core that was keeping all those biostasis pods working Yes. Um, the reason why it was still working after 900 years is because it drew power from the geothermal core of the planet, because that was something that they talked about earlier in the early yeah. scene. And I thought, man, that's really kind of cool. You know, they don't have yeah. to do anything. They just, you know, they just tap into the power of, of the geothermal power of the planet itself. And that's what powers everything, which is yeah. pretty cool. And yeah. that's how Iceland is. Scythe Iceland, the the country uses a lot of the geothermal because um, there's all these hot springs all over the place in, in Iceland, oh, wow. and they use they utilize a lot of that power to run the country. So um, wow, yeah. So basically, Icelandic people are the Vaudoir. Yes, is what I'm trying to say. So except they're anyway. the good Vaudoir. They're, yeah, they're the, good. Not the exactly. evil. They're not the evil like Vaudoir. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 they nice cousins, is what they yeah. are. Yes. But we do, Neelix does appear with some snacks yes. in the mess hall. He comes over from the kitchen and I looked at the snacks. Did you look at? I did look not at look at the selection holding? of Delta Quadrant delicacies. No. What was he holding? He was holding, it looked like a plate with a bird's nest on it. It had like <laughs> twigs and, and it looked like a bird's nest okay. with maybe some little cookies or something in there. Inside the nest? Yeah, but it wasn't the snacks that were gross to me. It's the okay. idea that like you're handing your guest. Yeah. Like imagine if someone walked up to you with a bird's nest with food in it and said, go ahead, take some. I'd be like, that's disgusting. Where's the plate? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like twigs. It's like in a okay. bed of like nasty twigs and that's funny stuff. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> So he brings over his bird's nest. Yes. And uh, they start and, talking. Well, Gedrin recognizes him immediately. He says, yes. You're Talax Ilze, 
which yeah. uh, evidently is the old tongue. The uh, Neelix says, my ancestors referred to themselves as Talex Ilze. Yes. The old tongue. The ancient name of his people. Mm-hmm. And um, Gedrin says to Neelix, well, have you heard of our people, the yeah. Vaudoir? He says, no, not not exactly, but we do know use the word Vaudoir. In the old it tongue. Me- yeah. yeah, in the old tongue, and it means foolish. Foolish, yeah. And I loved how he said... I don't mean to be rude. It was a classic <laughs> Ethan Phillips delivery. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's just a coincidence, of course. Yes. I don't mean to be rude. Yes. Yes, it was very funny. And uh, just then a plasma charge hits the city and there's red yeah. alert is activated. Chicote says the ships have found them and they're starting to fire. They've located them. Mm-hmm. So um, we head to the bridge. Yeah. And uh, they say that six torpedoes have hit nearby. Mm-hmm. But they're not getting a lock. They're not yeah, getting they a fix. Yeah, they can't get an exact no. fix on our position. Too much radiation. The torpedoes won't lock in. Gedrin says he's got a plan yeah. that we to help us uh, accurately target the Turay. Right. And if Voyager can link up to their Vaudoir sentry satellite, yeah, they can tie into that sentry satellite mm-hmm. and receive sensor telemetry from that, mm-hmm. and that'll help us to fight back to guide yep. our torpedoes. Yep. And it works. Yeah. It works. He enters the password, by the way. I love how he was, when he was typing, he's like, oh, let me remember. It reminded me of like, you know, my my email password. It's just like, he was like, oh, wait a minute. Um, What was it? It's nine, It's been 900 years. So I got to remember. I don't know if I could remember my password 900 years later. Well, I'm guessing it was probably Vaudoir backwards is what it was. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. Right. But they do, they do. He does enter his password. <laughs> yeah. And they have access. They return fire, disable the Teray ship. Yeah. And the others start to uh, run away. Yeah. And he says, keep firing or they're going to come back. Yeah. And if they come back, they're going to slaughter our people. And Janeway says that she'll help. You know, we're not going to kill all these people. We're going to help you guys get off. And, um, if, well, if get what well, Gedrin kind of throws it out there, he's he like, throws if you that help, out there. Yeah, sorry. If you help us off this. Gedrin says, if you help us off this planet, we're going to show you all the subspace corridors, all the secret ones that no one else knows about. And, and you're, you're going to be free of the terrain. And so will we, and you're going to get uh, a thousand light years closer to your home. So this is yeah. a, this is a huge deal. Um, yeah. He, Janeway. he pitches it. And then Janeway yeah. says, let's all right, it. let's go wake them up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, it sounds like he's be- he's been helpful. He got us into this, you know, yeah. sentry satellite. He's helping us fight these bad guys. It seems like the Toray yeah. are the bad guys, right? It does. But the red flag is when he's like, wait, why didn't you finish them off? So that I felt like, okay, he's already... Well, there's a his couple red flags. Very like, aggressive. Or, very or, or, aggressive. It, yeah. It, the red flag with his wife, like, yeah. you know, like she, she wasn't was brave enough. She yeah. didn't want to fight. Mm-hmm. And now this, like, kill them. Yeah. So there's a couple red there's flags. Little, You're right. A yeah, couple. Just a couple. Yeah. He takes them. Gedron takes them to this huge chamber yeah. uh, down in the uh, the bunkers, their caves or whatever, yep. that reveals hundreds or thousands of uh, pods and fighter ships. Mm-hmm. And Chicote comments, he goes, dragon's teeth. And uh, <laughs> Jamie says, what? And he says, it's an ancient Greek myth. Right. A dragon was killed in a war and its teeth were spread out across a battlefield. Yeah. They took root. And warriors sprung from the ground to continue fighting. Yeah, is that your Chakotay? Yeah, okay. it's a little little attempt. Yeah, you, not bad. You can work on it. Just we did bit. have a good Tuvok in this episode, by the way. <laughs> he did. He, he was yeah. on the bridge, yeah. and 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 Robert Beltran at one point. <laughs> yeah, he turns. He, he asks. Right. Yeah, he turns to Tuvok. Turns to Tim Russ. Tuvok. Tuvok. Yeah. Tuvok. Tuvok. It was good. It was one it of is the a good ones. One. Yeah. But yes, this is the the title of our episode is yeah. Chicote's metaphor about uh you know after the battle there were yeah. remnants these teeth were still there and they uh-huh. took root and the battle yeah. continued. So yeah. we kind of get a sense of what the theme of this is that Correct. whatever that old 900-year-old war is it's not over yet. <laughs> no. Nope, 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 nope. We see the planet again mm-hmm. and then we go back into astrometrics and mm-hmm. They're discussing their options with the Vaudoir and um, we've, so we, we meet it's a, more. It's a delegation. We meet more. Yeah. This yes. is the first time we meet Gaul, also Morin, 
uh tuvok is here as well seven is here too and and you know they just talk about tuvok's talking about how voyager got pulled into that corridor Mm -hmm. and gall is confused he's like pulled in and morin says well there must have been a break along the wall and kedrin says we find out that these corridors they're natural they're not made by the vodwar they they occur natural not in naturally but they're very unstable and uh they keep getting damaged by you so there there needs to be maintenance on these corridors to to upkeep them and mm-hmm. clearly the terray have not maintained anything they've just kind of let them kind of i also apart. thought it thought it was interesting when we asked you know well do you have charts or maps of these corridors they say yeah. no we we, we memorized we memorized the subspace corridor yeah. layout it, what which is crazy because <laughs> there's crazy. thousands of these corridors so yes. to, to memorize them i i don't know that must be a very difficult task to uh, I was to suspicious of that, honestly. I was like, I don't think they're telling the truth. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I they're, they're holding, I think they're holding their was... cards close to their vest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is another red flag to me. Yeah. But Janeway still is on board and she says, let's get started. Yeah. We've got a civilization to rebuild. Yeah. And uh, Morin is put in charge of reanimating all these other Vaudoir. They're going to bring everybody back to life, get yeah. the ships ready to go. And Janeway is going to help them. Yeah. Janeway, yeah. Janeway orders uh, Balana. Uh, says, Janeway says, our chief engineer will, will be glad to give you a hand. And yes. that is a setup for later, a later scene with both uh, Morin and Balana. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, we jump to Naomi's bedroom. Yes, we go to She's, Naomi's quarters. Yeah. And I got an interesting say, shot. You like that setup? This whole scene was played in one shot until yes. the very end on Neelix. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. The I low angle, it. the yeah. one Neelix was out of focus for most of it. Most definitely. And, and, and the lighting Tim, was very minimal too. So yeah, Na- basically Neelix come, comes in to, to say, hey, you should go, you know, meet with some of these kids uh these vaudoir kids mm-hmm. and um maybe play with them and she's like nope yep um because they call talaxians names and they're not nice and basically yeah they made she, fun of neelix they made fun of neelix and um she doesn't want to play with them it's another red flag it's another it red is. flag yeah and and i love that she started listing she's like well neelix they called you this and they called you this and they call and he's in the background and finally you hear him go okay okay i i get it i get it i get the idea yeah. that's right they said everyone from your planet was stupid they said your ears are funny they said just looking at you made them laugh and they said i get it yeah okay <laughs> okay enough with that. he gets it but it was funny it was yeah. funny it was cute and so Neelix is definitely, you know, thrown by this. And yes. so this is going to lead him on to what he does. Mm-hmm. But um, next we go to the base uh, in the chamber. Yeah. And Torres is down there helping the Vaudoir make repairs. And Morin says something in Klingon to her. I don't yeah. remember what he said. Kaltel kapok. Something like that. So. Yes. <laughs> and so you're you're like, wait a minute, what? He knows, he knows Klingon yeah. and... And I guess it, it's we we learned that they really identify with the Klingon yeah. views of of death and honor in battle and all these things. <laughs> yeah, but they go. But you know what it is? They take it. They take it a step further than yeah. the Klingons because he, he talks about you know today is a good day to die, and Taurus is like what. And Morin's like, you know, uh, Kalis, you're a greatest warrior. That was his battle cry. And Torres is like, well, you, you seem to take in this interest in, in our, my yeah. history. And he's like, well, there's a lot of parallels in our cultures. Another red flag. Okay. And yes. then, but then this was the craziest thing. His line was, the Vaudoir have also learned to embrace death without fear. As children, we're taught to fall asleep each night, imagining a different way to die, yes. which yes. is I'm sorry. The Klingons don't down do too. that. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, it's shocking. As children. As children. <laughs> good night. Time good to night. think of how, another way to another die. Way to die. <laughs> she says, know. she says, you know, uh, for me, I prefer cur- curling up with a good book. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I'm with Bolana on that. Um, uh, yeah. But again, huge red flag at that point, yes. yeah, right? So, so now we go to the mess hall, and Neelix is there, and he's he's sitting talking to the computer, and he's basically asking the computer for references on the word. He starts with the word vaudoir in mm-hmm. Talaxian. That's right. 
What I loved about this scene was it reminded me when I was in school, when I was at Juilliard, we had a text analysis class of Shakespeare. And it wasn't a long class, but it was one of my favorites because we literally in the classroom, they had a um, a hard copy of the Oxford English Dictionary Collection, which is a volume of dictionaries hmm. that take every word in the English language and it goes through the history of that word hmm. back to the Middle Ages, back to, hmm. you know, it's long historical context of how words have evolved and changed in the English language. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason was when you're doing Shakespeare, Shakespeare may have written a word in a play yeah. that we think of as, you know, whatever word, um, happy, whatever. We, we have an understanding currently of what the word happy means, Correct. but maybe in 1500, mm. the word happy meant something else and there was context mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. And so if you do that kind of text analysis, you can see in the play what Shakespeare may have meant that's different than how we interpret the words now. And to me, it was just like a game changer. Like, wow, language can have such um, a different, a variety of interpretations, especially historically. When you jump hundreds of years, language evolves, meaning changes over time. Anyway, so I thought this was interesting when Neelix is asking the computer, like, what does the word vaudoir mean? What's the definition in Talaxian? Because it's a 900-year-old word for them now. And then he goes through, you know, the earliest use, uses of that word in mm-hmm. Talaxia. The, he talks about the Eldaxons collected folklore stories. Yeah. And he starts to review, like, when was the word vaudoir used in literature in Talaxia? So he's mm-hmm. really going into, like, some, yeah. some, you know, deep dives of what vaudoir uh, the understanding of vaudoir in Talaxia. And he even says at the end of the scene, he's like, computer, transfer these books and things to my quarters. I'm going to do more work on it. So yeah. to me, yeah. I just really identified with that from that class I took. I was like, this is yeah. great detective work. Like, yeah. this is really cool. And and it really is the key to starting to turn Janeway and Voyager's crews yeah. Uh, suspicions onto these guys. Well, I love that line that Neelix says, computer, name the specific folk tales that yes. use the word vaudoir. And then he says, computer goes, the demon with the golden voice, the tale of the deadly stranger, the tale of the boy who lost his head, the tale of the bloody hand, the McNeils. Yeah. The t- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did yes. you think about that when he said the bloody hand? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't you didn't that. make that, that connection. Okay. Well, I did. But, but still, yes, it's these are dangerous in titles. All those titles, you yeah. start to go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like <laughs> the first thing he said was, oh, vaudoir means foolish. Right. Well, that's just a <laughs> surface level understanding. Mm-hmm. Foolish okay. because you... they're dangerous. Correct. Like, if you don't be a fool yeah. with these guys. Yeah. Yes. If you deep dive into this, now you start realizing what the real meaning is of this word. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I thought that was, to me, uh, yeah. that was a really interesting uh way to play with that idea of like mm-hmm. language and meaning and, mm-hmm. and over time how things interpret people interpret words very differently yeah next thing is we go to astrometrics and seven and is it gedrin yeah it's gedrin. i think yeah mm-hmm. seven and gedrin are reviewing planets uh to potentially relocate the vaudoir to and right he tells seven that the borg only controlled a few systems 900 years ago. that's right that's and he right. says, now you've spread like a plague. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but every 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 um, remote planet that Gedrin knew about 800 years ago is now occupied, right? So yeah. one is the Devor Imperium, and that was the aliens that, uh, that kind of looked like they were... Uh, that what was it counterpoint is it, isn't yeah, that the divorce period so yeah, yeah. yeah so um but every single remote outpost that gedrin can come up with is already occupied occupied right now mm-hmm. so it's it's uh it's a little frustrating for gedrin yeah and and seven says something like well maybe the divorce imperium or seven says something about maybe they can spare a continent I don't yeah know if it was the divorce <laughs> And uh, he says, why would they negotiate with us? Like, we have nothing to negotiate with. We're out of date technology. And I love her response. Your pessimism is irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good seven line. (laughs) Yes. Good Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Then we go to the briefing room. Yeah. We find out that there are uh, 
I think 16 vessels now, more coming in mm-hmm. as we speak. Tuvok yep. says there's a total of 21 Teray ships on sensors. Yeah. And uh, Janeway now is starting to get suspicious. You can mm-hmm. see she's like 900 years is a long time to hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. And Gaul says, well, they want they want those corridors. And yep. Tuvok says, OK, he basically Tuvok pitches a plan of how we're going to deal with these Teray vessels. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty straight ahead, simple plan. Yeah. And Gaul, our militant bad guy, Rob Nepper guy, Gaul <laughs> says, uh, what about photon torpedoes for our fighters? And Janeway says, no, nope. that goes against Starfleet protocols. We can't give you our yeah. photon torpedoes. <laughs> He's not used to having to depend on other people right. uh, to answer to other people. Uh, but uh, Janeway says, nope, my decision is final. And you feel this tension now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, things have changed for Janeway, and uh, these guys are getting a little more blatant with their militant side. And yeah, I mean, it gets. I mean, Gaul Gaul finally says, "I need those weapons." Janeway says, "Sorry," answers no, and then Gaul ups the ante. He says, "Well, if you want access to our corridors to get home sooner." And then Janeway says, well, we'll just continue home the same way we've been doing through open space. So Janeway's mm-hmm. not even, <laughs> you she's cannot, not gonna, no, no, she's not going to buckle. She'll never buckle. He has no clue who he's dealing with. He's That's dealing with right. Janeway. Exactly. It's Janeway or the highway, people. <laughs> you have to know that, Vaudoir people. We go back underground and now we see Gaul talking to some of his pals. Yeah. And I Ooh. love this shot. It's like through the grate. Yes. Of, of the bunker down yeah. there. And they're having like a secret conversation. Yeah. And and then then you see a Starfleet helper, the legs of a Starfleet yeah, person yeah. step in and call yeah, something. Exactly. Hey, and they look yeah. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. they look up and they're like, no, yeah. let's get out of here this way. Yeah. Very inventive, very nice, efficient. Nice shot. job, Colby. Nice job, yes. Colby, for sure. Um, but they're scheming down there, and it's yeah. and it's really Gaul scheming more than Gedrin. Gedrin's kind of you know he's not yes. really along with this plan to be perfectly honest. He's a little yes. bit more open minded, modern, too. Yeah, or modern, progressive, yes, or something. Exactly. But Gaul no. wants to recapture no. all the old colonies and yeah. continue this war. Mm-hmm. And Gaul basically pitches. He says, once we deal with these ships, we're going to take over, capture Voyager, and use this ship's technology to yep. rebuild our civilization. Yep. We'll fight off the Turay. And once they can get just enough fighters on board Voyager, uh, then they'll just take it. Right. That's so Neelix, plan. So Neelix was a smart cookie. He Neelix was a very smart he was cookie about. reading those old books. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to Astrometric 7 showing Gedrin a, plan, a planet that could be suitable for them. Yes. It has underground water. It's not a paradise, but it will do. I feel yeah. like he's flirting with Seven in this scene. Really? Yeah. Okay. He says something okay. like, "You remind me of my wife." And, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like what you're like, just you're practical and to the point. Just like yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a little flirty with Seven in the okay. scene. I thought he's mm-hmm. he's drawn to her for sure. Yes. And she reveals that she's grateful to help rebuild a civilization instead of destroying destroying them, them as a board. Yeah. Yes. Which I think is a huge part of this episode that was kind of missed out on. There's not yeah. a lot of that talked about mm-hmm. and um i think that could have been explored a bit more but mm-hmm. you know uh gedrin says something to her like well why don't you guys just set up a civilization here and seven's like nope janeway's determined to get home mm-hmm. and so you see both both of them sort of sharing each each other's cultures points of view of like mm-hmm. wanting to achieve their goals but the obstacles that they're it's just a nice scene it's yeah. they both are kind yeah. of Finding some common ground, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. The scene is interrupted by by Neelix appearing. Neelix calls yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. He says he needs to see her in Cargo Bay too. It's important. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gedrin uh, is also uh, late for an appointment with Tuvok, so everyone kind of breaks and goes in their they separate ta- ways. Take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go into Cargo Bay. Great big wide shot in Cargo Bay. We see Neelix yes. waiting and they meet up in the middle. Yeah. A nice secret conversation. He basically fills Seven in on the Talaxian history mm-hmm. of the Vaudoir. He's done this research in those old books and yeah. tales. and yeah. uh, Ancient folk tales of, of his people. Yes. There's a common theme that they describe a phantom army that appears out of thin air, destroys entire colonies, and then vanishes in the blink of an eye. And mm-hmm. he says to Seven, does that sound familiar? And Seven's like the subspace corridor. So basically the Vaudoir 900 years ago were basically, uh, they were attack troops. They would come in, they would yep. decimate everybody and then poop, 
jump back in the corridors and take off. Uh, And yeah, so a very violent race out for um, destruction and really just expanding their territory. So that's the Badwar. Uh, yeah. So then we so we know that Neelix was on to something. We mm-hmm. go to the ready room and Jane Way. And he also so before you say that, he also says to Seven, I need you to cross reference this with with your Borg knowledge of all yeah. the thousands of species. If there is also other tales of a phantom army. And mm-hmm. so um, we don't see her doing that, but we know that she does do it because the next scene is in Janeway's ready room. We go to the ready room and. Basically, Janeway is she's in there with is it Gedrin at this point? Well, she's in there solo, and then uh, the the door rings, and so Gedrin she says, "Come Gedrin. in." And Gedrin says, "Oh, you want to That's see me?" That's what it is. Yes, and so Janeway says, "I need a little history lesson," and yes. he's like, "Can't this wait until after we've reached the corridor?" She goes, "No, afraid not." I just had a conversation with Mister Neelix and Seven of Nine. They've been pouring through various databases and have come up with some surprise findings. And Basically, so this she is, calls him. She on calls his him line. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're not scientists or merchants, no. that they were aggressive. They use these corridors to attack and destroy people. Correct. And he's he basically admits, he says, well, both stories are true. Yeah, both versions of the story yes. are true. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Both of them, that they were scientists and merchants, but they also were very aggressive. And he says, now we have gone from 6 billion of us yeah. to 600 of us. Yeah. And we have ancient technology. Mm-hmm. I like Janeway listens to all of this and she says, well, if I were to take you at your word, mm-hmm. the ancient Talaxians might call me a vaudoir foolish, <laughs> yeah. which I liked. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she says she'll keep her promise to help. And she says, I'll, I'll help you, but I'm not going to ignore history. And she's got a look of steel. The Janeway <laughs> look of steel. I love it. Um, so she's going to help, but now she's much more, she's not going to be foolish. And she has her own terms, basically, which we exactly. learn about later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go on the bridge. She discusses the situation with Chakotay. Yeah. They decide to alter their plans. And she mm-hmm. tells uh, uh, Harry to hail Gaul. Mm-hmm. And she informs him that uh, only 10 of the fighters will have uh, their particle beams remaining active. Only 10 will attack. So all the rest of them will not be armed. And the others, all the rest of them are supposed to head directly to the subspace corridors. Exactly. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute, what? Why would I leave them defenseless? Mm -hmm. What if we need them? And she says, nope, just 10. He's not happy at all. He's angry, but she leaves it there. She's like, this is how it's going to be. We'll leave with or without you. And uh, we cut over to Gaul on his side of things. And he tells his people Let's prepare to attack now. Now, yeah, I do like Janeway's line when when he when Gaul says, um, "What prompted this change?" And Janeway says, "You haven't been completely honest about your past, and that makes me a little uncertain about the present." So I like the mm-hmm. little the dialogue used here. Yeah, written for Janeway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Gaul says, but "Let's attack Voyager." Let's attack, and then we go back over to Voyager. They're ready for the ascent sequence. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's massive energy readings beginning to emanate from the chamber. Uh, we have shakes in the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vaudoir are launching their first wave of fighters. 17 ships are attacking. The ships are not going after the terrain. They're, <laughs> They're going after us. us. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was our warp particles moment. Yay. It was. <laughs> Uh, we go to a planet shot. Uh, we see Voyager beginning its ascent, but they're yeah. being attacked by yeah. these smaller ships. And uh, Tom says they won't be able to jump to warp and escape until they're at least 280 kilometers above the surface. Right. So Voyager continues to try to uh, ascend the, yeah. the the ship. We uh, we disable some of their fighter ships, but right. our thrusters and our sensors are damaged, and yeah. they send up more fighter ships. Mm-hmm. That, that are attacking us. Um, Janeway orders Kim to contact the Terray in orbit. Yeah. <laughs> so the, um, yes, we're being attacked from below. We got the bad guys out in space. We got enemies on both sides. And Janeway yeah. is trying to figure this out. Yeah. Since the de- Terray have detected this weapons fire, yeah. they f- they believe Janeway. She fills them in, the Terray, yeah. Yeah. and says, we're being attacked by these Vaudoir and... Yeah. And she even says, at first, they're like, the Vaudoir, what are you talking about? They're, yeah, they've been gone for 900 years. <laughs> yeah. And Gedrin's on the on the, on the bridge. The, so he's, the bridge. Like, he's like, hey, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. so, Some of us survived. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
they realized the Vaudoir are still alive. They decided yeah. to join forces. Right. And uh, Gedrin says, transport me and I'll help you. He offers to go to the surface and boost the signal to right. their because relay satellite. That's right. To help the Terray target the Vaudoir, that satellite mm-hmm. needs to be boosted. Exactly. So, And I, I love his line when he says, not all of my people are stuck in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one progressive Vaudoir alive yes. right now. Yes. So, mm-hmm. So Janeway allows him to go down, but sends Tuvok with him. Yes. And uh, we go underground. We realize that they have um, breached Voyager shields and there's hull breaches on two different decks. Mm-hmm. We see Tuvok and Gedrin have entered the chamber. They take out a guard. Tuvok takes out a guard. Yeah. And also back on Voyager, we have lost impulse engines and navigation. Yep. So yep. we're... And- thrusters were just kind of falling basically yeah we're mm-hmm. they're they're taking us out we've yeah. even lost our signal to tuvok we try to that's call right. tuvok that's right and janeway orders the whole crew to initiate emergency landing procedures and mm-hmm. she says arm yourself mm-hmm. this may be hand-to-hand hand combat yeah hand-to-hand combat if we have to yeah so it's going to get ugly we think so we go back underground and morin is ordering some of the vaudoir to secure voyager and then execute the crew mm-hmm. so these guys are ruthless hardcore they're very hardcore and gall appears and he says he kindly says no let's not execute them all let's just put them in our stasis chambers and maybe someday uh someone will revive them (laughs) that's even worse though i don't know if that's nice i think that's like that's diabolical it's like you know what we won't kill you we'll stick you in the biopods and make sure that you will be there for another 900 years that's horrible yeah so it looks bad it looks like these guys are either going to execute us or stickers Mm -hmm. stick us in stasis chambers and suddenly they're attacked yes uh they have uh have uh, gotten the help of the relay yeah, satellite. They're targeting the chamber now. Basically. They're able to. Yeah. They're able to target them. Mm. But Gedrin, we find he's still working on helping the relay signal, but they're rotating the carrier frequency. He can't seem to to keep it, you know, locked in. Mm-hmm. And we see this beam fall by Tuvok and Gedrin, which I l- always love when those big set pieces are interacting with the <laughs> actors like you know usually it's the back of a stunt man and you know it's fake you know it wasn't this time it was no, tim russ it was tim russ and this guest star right there with a big beam falling down between them right it was cool action yep but gedrin says tuvok save yourself gedrin basically sacrifices himself to save to save voyager so mm-hmm. not all of these guys are bad guys no okay yeah you've yeah. got one there's an always one who's good yeah so yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go back on the bridge and Janeway with her computer brain decides <laughs> to come up with a plan to use these radiogenic atmospheric particles, particles to boost, boost as a power radi- source. Right. Yes. She, she asked Harry because Harry, the radio, the radiogenic particles in the atmosphere, could we use them as a power source? And Harry's like, well, I mean, we'd have to modify the warp course conversion matrix, but it could take a few hours. And Janeway's like, well, what if we drew the particles directly into our plasma manifold? And Paris says, well, that would give us one hell of a boost. And Mm -hmm. Kim says it could also blow out every power relay on the ship. And Janeway's like, you know what? Damned if we do, damned if we don't. Open the forward nacelle ports and reverse the pressure gradient. Take in 600 kilograms. So she's she's a gambler. She's She's going to gonna. But I was like, I was watching her go, okay, well, hmm, let's, uh, she's doing the computer math in her head. And she's like, okay, open the, open the cell ports, take in, um, uh, let me think, carry the two, 600. Yeah, carry take the in two, 600 kilos. 600. <laughs> carry okay. the two. Yeah. yeah. Really fast by, math in her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. She, she did fast she math. Knew she exactly knew exactly how many kilograms we would need. But that's a, that's a huge gamble. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. just. We're going off of your quick math and we're going to yes. go ahead and just do this. And quick so, math in her yeah. head, she carried the two. And now we've got impulse restored on Voyager. Uh, unbelievable. And, <laughs> and Rick Colby does this big crane shot as we're kind of clearing the atmosphere. It's a long yeah. kind of wonder as it pushes in. Yeah. Very dramatic. Yeah. Uh, we go to warp <laughs> out in space. Um, and uh, as we go to warp, we cut back and we see the Vaudoir uh, fighter ships coming up from the uh, surface, but they're, they're being destroyed, it looks like, by, by these the terrain, right? Yeah. So yeah. it looks like in that moment that all of these Vaudoir are just getting 
decimated and wiped out. Yeah. Um, yeah but they're then not. We go, yeah. We Then we go to the ready room. There's a little, a little while later and Janeway's getting a report and yeah. seven says 53 Vaudoir ion signatures have yeah. been detected. Entering the corridors. So now no one can catch them. They're, they know the, right. their way around there. They know their way around there and there's 53 of those ships somewhere. Yeah. And Seven says uh, she believes she made an error in judgment. Yes. That she, you know, opened, she started all of this by opening the the cryo chamber. I'm going to say Pandora's box is what she opened. She opened she up opened Pandora's, Pandora's box, box, awoke Gedrin, and therein lies the uh, Yes, the, the that issue, was our problem. problem. Yes. But, but uh, Janeway does say, I think you were acting out of compassion. Yeah. And Seven yeah. says, well, I do, you know, she basically expresses her her regret uh, for essentially being responsible mm-hmm. for, you know, all these other civilizations being destroyed mm-hmm. when she was Borg. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to show some compassion. She wanted to help a civilization rebuild. She wanted mm-hmm. to be helpful. Yeah. And it and it is compassionate. So yeah. um, Janeway says, um, you know, I, I get why you did it. And I might have done the same thing. Yeah. And I think she does say in the scene, I don't think this is the last we've seen of these Vaudois. Yeah. She says, uh, Jamie says that they will adapt. And I doubt we've seen the last of them. That's her last, final mm-hmm. line of the, of the episode. But yeah. I, I do want to ask you, do you feel like that the entire time I watched this episode, I kept feeling like we've already encountered the Vaudois? Yes. No. May, or some reference Talked to them. about them? Yeah, maybe some talk about them. Someone mentioned them or in, I don't know, because the whole time I was so getting familiar. deja vu, I was deja vuing left and right watching this episode going, we, we've already dealt with them. We've dealt with an alien species that have that have talked about the Vaudoir as well, I maybe. So. I don't think so. I almost feel like this was, uh, we've had mention of the Vaudoir, maybe in Equinox part one and two. Yeah, Something, maybe. Yeah, where I don't know. It I does feel like sound this... like a familiar alien species that we've yes. mentioned, but we yes. I don't think we've ever we seen it. Yes, before. not seen, but yeah. mentioned somehow. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh okay. what is your lesson or what's your takeaway from this episode? My theme, my lesson from this would be that history is a great teacher. Mm. But don't forget history. So history was mm. You know, Janeway says that, that she's not going to forget the past. She's yeah. going to, you know, help them, but not ignore the past. Okay. Um, Neelix looked at these, you know, looked up the historical definition, like yeah. my Shakespeare class, Yes. you know, started to look at, wait a minute, 900 years ago, this is what they were, who these people were. And mm-hmm. let's not forget history. So, yeah, I think history is a great teacher. Not that people can't change because Gedrin did. He was very different. Not mm-hmm. everyone falls into that historical pattern, but, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah. That's my theme. History okay. is a great teacher. Uh, what about good. you? I like that. Um, I'm going to say don't judge a book by its cover because at the, in the outset, in the beginning, we feel like, Oh, this is a good ally for us to have. We can, yeah. you know, these guys will definitely help us out, but that's, from the initial terray seem like oh they're no, bad they're, guys. these guys yeah. are absolutely yeah. horrible but then we learn the terray have been preyed upon by the vaudoir for you know many 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 years hundreds of, yeah, years, hundreds yes. of years basically so and not just the terray but every other species in, in yeah. anywhere proximity of the vaudoir home planet were mm-hmm. all um fair game for the vaudoir attacking forces so mm-hmm. uh yeah don't judge a book by its cover and and do your do your due diligence <laughs> that's what's most important and make sure you do your research and, and know what you're getting into before you, yeah. before you make an alliance yeah. or this could be the lesson could be before you make a big decision yeah. on purchasing a house on purchasing a car, you know, yeah. just uh, look at no, the history of that history of that. Did anyone die in that house by murder? Cause you don't, you don't want to <laughs> yes, have, a, exactly. you don't want to have an entity haunting you for the rest of your time. So yeah. do your due diligence is what it is. That's my lesson. Great. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Ratings wise, I am going to say, I'm going to give this episode, I got to be honest, if it had had more dental hygiene, it would get a better rating. Um, it just was not my favorite episode. Okay, I just, what are you, so what are you giving it? Six. I'm going to give it a six. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
holy moly you really went low on that one okay um i'm gonna say 7.3 Ooh, yeah i gave it a little more yeah you did yeah all right well our admiral let's see here our admiral and captain captain Mm -hmm. average yeah rating for dragon's teeth i give it a six you give it a 7.3 they came up with an average of 7.2. Ooh. You were almost I'm dead really, on. I'm almost dead on. And, and funny, I was going to say 7.2, but I said, I'm going to give him 0.1 more. And so I added 0.1 wow. at the last second. So if I kept well, to my nice. original. That's nice of you. Uh, I was trying to be nice. Okay. This is not your favorite. I can tell by no, your rating. Six, six you don't rating. usually. Yeah. Six means you didn't like it. I feel No, like. I didn't so, like it. I like the guest stars. They were They were good. I think they did a great job. I, I really think everybody it. was good in it. Mm-hmm. It was just not my favorite story. Okay. That's it didn't fine. quite, it just didn't grab me. Yep. Did not have a lot of empathy for them. Okay. Um, I didn't feel like there was a lot of mystery. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't grab me. I never got mm-hmm. really invested in them and mm-hmm. I didn't get invested in the Voyager side of things. Cause I didn't feel like what was at risk for us. That's why if there had been a little more seven, and I know seven gets a lot of episodes in these last few seasons. Mm. So to be fighting for more seven story seems strange because she gets a lot, but yet I feel like that would have invested our side of the story a little more. If we had seen seven really struggling with her conscience on being a Borg and destroying civilizations and wanting to rebuild them, there was more uh, of an emotional story there that just was not told. Mm. Okay, so what is next week's episode? Yes, next week's episode is One Small Step. Great. Yeah, I like that. It's an easier, it's an easier. Yes, that uh, one I recognize. (laughs) It's not about dragon height, dental hygiene. No dental hygiene there. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in for this week's uh, review and discussion of Dragon's Teeth. Join us next week when Robbie and I will talk about One Small Step. For all of our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.